It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Baseball conversation on the new flagship home of the Sox, 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. My name is Mark Carmen. With you for an hour for White Sox Weekly. Two hours the beat. Biggest Bears game in the history of the Bears tomorrow night against the Minnesota Vikings. Earl Bennett will be in studio, former Bears receiver. We'll be with us at 5 o'clock today. Full White Sox Weekly for you. Farmio is out in California. If you missed him on Bill and Wendy this week, you're going to hear him here. As, uh, yeah, Ed had some scares with the fires out there. And uh, Ron Kittle is going to be on the program today as a tribute to what's going on with Harold Baines. I have another Harold with me. Good afternoon, Harry. Uh, technically not a Harold, a Harry. Just no Harold at all? Right. Ain't had a Willie or a Sam. Yeah. No, my dad's dad was Harry, so I am Harry. Your dad's dad was Harry? Mm-hmm. That's a great memory right there, for just just to bring it all in. So you were named after your father's I father. I was. That's I a was. beautiful saying. How are you, Harry? I'm good. And when my uh, grandma passed away, Grandma Choo Choo, when she passed away, um, I was really upset. And I was like 12 years old, and I was kicking at the snow right next to her cemetery. It was snow all, snow all over, and I kicked off the snow on the uh, or the gravestone next to hers. And it said, here lies Harry Tynowitz. Which will freak a 12-year-old out when yeah, you see that, that you're uh, dead. That's a rough moment right there. Right. So some people look at my life and go, man, did he mess up? But I kind of look like everything after 12 was great. So I'm assuming you never met the original Harry Tynowitz. No, I didn't. Okay. And the Jewish people can't name for someone still alive. Right, 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 right. That's the thing. But sometimes people break the rules. Right. I almost did with Lucy, but I'm glad I didn't. Oh, well, Because <laughs> she's a Lucy. Right, right, right. And, and Choo Choo. That's, uh... Grandma Choo Choo. So when my sister Nancy was young. She was saying goodbye to my grandma Olga, who had stayed at her house for a couple days, and and she was on the train, and she said bye bye grandma, bye bye choo choo, bye bye grandma choo choo, and it stuck. Ah, that's adorable. Mm-hmm. Kind of like um, uh, Scarecrow stuck with you when that night that you scored thirty three points in the intramural game at Iowa. I don't know what you're referencing right there. I, I, I did have a great intramural team back in the day, Harry. Windy, yeah. Windy Hill, appropriate name for the, the street that Michael Jordan used to live on. You named – hold on. That's a true story. How pathetic is that? I think it's great and not pathetic. In fact, it's extraordinary and special. Uh-huh. So – and by the way, I had dinner last night, Harry, at, Mike, at Michael Jordan's uh, new steakhouse out, oh. in, out in Oak Brook. How is that? The pictures were incredible. <laughs> Did you eat? Uh, I, we had a we had a, I had a little salmon something. The food was uh, fine. Well, so you went to a steakhouse and you ordered fish. Yeah, I don't. I'm down. Uh, what city are you from? Well, I had, where do you live? See, ordered I, fish. I went to the Michael Dan Jordan. Long executive producer. Do you have like a wah 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 sound effect for him? I don't think that that's a wah wah wah. There there's a reason there are other things on the menu at a steakhouse. 
Yeah, but I was I wasn't planning on going to a steakhouse. I was going mm-hmm. to see my good friend out there. He wanted to go to to MJ's. I said right. that's, that's great, but I wasn't going to just flip into a steak. Okay, mode. I, I was at. Thanks. Thank you. I was at Chicago Cut, and and uh, someone at my table got sea bass. Yeah, but dude. You, you go to Chicago Cut. You go to a steakhouse. You get steak. That's the way. It's the way America works. That's the way you live your life. You're a rules follower. You're a guy rules that, follower. You're a dot the i cross the no, t. No, here's another way. Here's another expression besides rules follower. Um, not a moron. Well, see, that's just that's just harsh and unfair. Why can't a guy get a piece of fish at a steakhouse? I'm waiting for you to say, oh, I had the New York Strip. I had the bone-in. You know, I had the porterhouse. I had the filet mignon. I'm sorry to disappoint you. came at me with, I had the salmon. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Is it okay to get a piece of fish at a steakhouse as we start White Sox Weekly? Give the gift of White Sox. So, this honor is Steve Trout. Well, there you go. That's a, that very good. Nice job, Harry. Thank you. Other pitchers' names are based or hitters with uh, last names that uh fish related fish related yes. um i'm not gonna have a lot of white socks but i can do it uh, kevin bass kevin, the former astro very good um this is tim salmon you, tim salmon angel yep yes yep very good um his uh brother is good friends with john holosek did i say john holosek did i tell you loyola won did i tell you loyola is going to the state championship again high school football it's it's a beautiful thing in the snow great weather for it hey give the gift of white Sox baseball this holiday season holiday packs are on sale now for just $35, each order includes ticket vouchers, which are redeemable for 76 home games in 2019. Uh, you also How many? Set, well, you can use them for any of 76 games. Nice. Any of 76. Um, but, you know, so there's a couple premiums there. I'm assuming those are the Cubs games and whatever else, the opening day. And I'm trying to give Harry a piece of paper. Uh, On the go. fifth try, he made it the whole well, foot and a half. Well, you, 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 there was no effort. You, were, you were not going to reach an out. No effort. I'm surrounded by, by screens. Okay. Uh, each order includes ticket about 76 games, uh, along with an exclusive White Sox elf on the shelf ornament. Harry Chappis? Uh, elf on the shelf. I don't know. Uh, for more information and to purchase your holiday packs, visit WhiteSox.com today. You know, I want you to visualize this, White Sox fans. It's Christmas morning, or it's Hanukkah night, and people are getting gifts, and you hand them this envelope with White Sox tickets. And on a cold, snowy holiday, they will envision being on the south side as the renaissance is occurring with the Pale Hose. That's a beautiful thing right there. Mm-hmm. Hey, visit the White Sox pop-up shop at Orland Square Mall now through January 15th. Conveniently located next to the Apple Store, fans can shop stadium exclusives and special promotions throughout the holidays and off-season. For more information and promotion schedule, follow the at White Sox store on Instagram. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. If you want to jump in on White Sox Weekly, you are more than welcome to a quick uh Congratulations to the Northwestern Wildcats who beat Minnesota today, 24 They won again? They won again. The Golden Gophers were favored in that game. Yeah, what? Shame on you, Las Vegas. That is a disrespect to the Wildcats. Not Vegas, actually. Shame on you that no one is giving Northwestern any respect. Uh, Dave Ennett, great tweet by our sports director and voice of your cats. The 1995-96 Northwestern football teams went 15-1 in the Big Ten over two seasons. This team can actually match that 16-game stretch with a win over Illinois next week. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Uh, so congrats to the Wildcats, which was heard on the station earlier today. Mike in Byron, you want to talk some White Sox? Welcome to 720 WGN. Go ahead. 
Yeah, I just uh, I noticed the vice actor in contention for Bryce Harper. Mm-hmm. Yes. Machado. Mm-hmm. Uh, possibly for this year, but wouldn't it be wise, you know, with Kopech being out, do it in 2020 instead of this year? Well, those are, you're talking about two generational players. You're talking about two players that can change the face of – that will become the face of a franchise and can change the destiny of that franchise. Mike, let me dissect what he just said there. Are you saying that you don't believe in the long term of Harper and Machado? I, d- I don't believe they're a really good fit for this team right now. Why not? I believe I believe that they should concentrate on pitching. Uh-huh. Well – to get them in contention for 2020. I see. I don't. I don't follow. You know, when you have a Brayu who's going to be up in contract for what another two years? He's got one more year on his deal, Mike. Once, okay. Once the White Sox pick that up. Yep. Go ahead. I, I know that. I know they have a lot of money to spend, but as a White Sox fan, yeah. I, I believe in the farm system and what, you know, they're doing. Okay. Uh, I got you, Mike. We're up, we're up against the clock a little bit here. Harry, pitching? Well, pitching, they, they are interested. Uh, we, we talked about J.P. Morosi's story from last week. They're looking at Patrick Corbin, who is – Matt Davidson raves about Patrick Corbin. He, he's a terrific top-of-the-rotation pitcher with the Diamondbacks. They're also looking at J.A. Happ, who went to Northwestern with Carm. And J.A. Happ was on the Blue Jays last year, made the All-Star team, then traded to the Yankees. So J.A. Happ is going to be like less money, more of a uh, James Shields kind of mentor role. And Patrick Corbin's a guy that with him and Rondon, you can go get him. Patrick Corbin had a great year last year with the Diamondbacks. I I think you – look, the White Sox could add pitch. They are going to add pitching in the starting rotation and in the bullpen. And getting a generational type of player like Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. Personally, I wouldn't do it. You're going to be spending, well, you know, Bryce Harper's already turned down 10 years, $300 million. Whoa, that's that's more money than Cochran makes. Right. I'm not a math major, but I'm pretty sure that that's $30 million a year over 10 years. Those deals never end up well. So I wouldn't do it, but I get the excitement around doing it. Uh, you know, that's a big statement. We got Bryce Harper. We get to watch him for the next 10 years. Come on out to the ballpark, and we're going to win some games. But I'd be more apt to uh, make a more economical sense type of play. And if you're following Bryce Harper on Twitter, he's talking about how much he loves to come eat in Chicago. So that is going to bode well for one of the teams here. Well, that's true. Well, I don't think it's going to bode well for either team. I don't think he's coming here. Do you? I think there's a chance he could come here, absolutely. Well, chance, sure, but if you had to bet on it. Uh, Phillies. Okay, right. So Phillies are the favorite right. for Harper. You wouldn't you wouldn't think he's coming here, do you? I, I don't. No, but there's a chance. Well, there's always a chance. There's a chance that I could play for the Sox this year. What do you think? Um, if sure, I go, If I go sure. to fantasy camp. Is it like, is it like the uh, tennis league you're, the tennis tournament you're in at the East Bank Club? Do they have like an over 40? Had a big White match. Sox. Had a big uh, hit around this morning with Chelsea on the tennis court. Hey, uh, John. <laughs> it, was, it was great. John in Riverside. Live your dream. Welcome to White Sox Weekly. Mark and Harry, how are you? Excellent. Great show as always. Uh, Liar. With uh, you know, you know, I think one of the interesting things about, uh, I mean, I mean, this, this possibility, and I mean, besides the talent aspect of either Harper or Machado, but. I think, especially in terms of Bryce Harper, I think the thing that people probably can't, 
can't really uh, put enough value on is the fact that he's one of the faces of the game. And if and if he came to the White Sox, what marketing potential and visibility there would be um, just by bringing either one of them aboard, but especially Bryce Harper, who who really is uh, a megastar um, in sports and, and not just not just the game. And 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 if that costs a little bit more than you know what would seem to be reasonable, um, there's there's additional value with that. Sure. And and it seemed like the White Sox said, you know are young and, and still are kind of looking for an identity, I, I think I think it makes a lot of sense. So, John, how often do you go out to the park? 10, 15 times a year. Okay, so you're a diehard. Good man. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good level of commitment right there, John. So do you think you'd up your attendance if Bryce Harper was there? Yeah. Okay, but how much? Um, I mean, I mean, and I, and I still would understand. I mean, if 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 somehow this did happen, and I, and I still think it's, it's a it's a major long shot. I mean, next year is still a building year, but you know, because he's 26 years old, you know, and he's going to still be an outstanding player in their window, which which you know really should begin in a couple years. Um, now you're sounding like a baseball executive in their window. John. You know, I mean, that's the, I mean, that's the fun part about it. I mean, this is not Albert Pujols at thirty-one, thirty-two. That's you know? true. I mean, it, that's it, true. I mean, either one of those guys are, are are very young, and yes, it's a huge amount of money, and it's not my money, but um, you know, you look at the overall value of either one. But I think especially Bryce Harper, just because of of his stature um, that that he's he's developed. I I, I think there's just there's so much more value than just um, even you know the, the offensive and, and defensive production that he brings. There's, there's, a, there's a good chance that those guys could be Albert Pujols in later in the contract. Right. He, look, he's in his prime. You would think that he's got a good five, six, seven years left of high productivity, and he's right that that mm-hmm. is a big stamping face of the franchise huge moment in time where Bryce Harper's or Manny Machado or whoever saying, I am I am betting on Rick Hahn, Rick Urantaria, Jerry Reinsdorf, mm-hmm. Brooks Boyer, I'll keep on going, Scott Reifert, what they're Bob doing. Bob Grimm. Bob Grimm, absolutely. Uh, Andy the Clown. Andy the Clown, sure. But uh, at the end of the day, the fans are going to come out if you win. They're, they're not, they're not going to. But you have a much better chance of winning. Yes, he should help you win too. But you're also talking about you know how do you play out your payroll all the way down the line, and who you, and, and is does it? And there's a lot of there's a lot of questions. I think the White Sox are in there. I think they're absolutely going to try to get Bryce Harper. I think they're absolutely going to try to get Manny Machado. I think they will be in the conversation. You know the difference between the two of them? Uh, there's lots of differences. Well, right, but obviously there's lots of differences. But but I mean the main difference is the Sox have looks like a, a tremendous crop of of outfielders. Yep, that's coming true. up. Whereas there's not like the the, the third baseman for sure that's going to be great. Machado's also a much better defensive player than Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper's like below average in the outfield. Manny Machado at third is forget about him at short. Manny Machado at third is a stud. Yeah, no, he's he's a very good third baseman that wants to play shortstop that doesn't hustle. I wouldn't give him the money, no chance. But uh, we'll see what happens at some point here. Mm-hmm. I think uh, 
I'll share something about, that I learned about the Machado Harper thing coming on back here. Oh, and, 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 inside poop. A little inside scooper scooper. Uh, and uh, I think we're going to try to catch up with Farmio too. 720 WGN. 720 WGN White Sox Weekly. Ron Kittle coming up at Farmer coming up in the 4.30 to 5 o'clock spread. And then uh, Earl Bennett will be with us to kick off the beat at 5 o'clock. Can you give me the jersey number for an Earl Bennett? That is... 80. Yes, you're correct. It's 80. You are a big Earl Bennett fan. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, Harry. Uh, ever dream of being a White Sox player? Now is your chance. You can attend the Chicago White Sox Fantasy Camp in Glendale, Arizona, January 13th to the 19th, and be treated like a pro. For camp info, call 623-302-5002, or you can sign up via whitesox.com. 312-981-7200. All right, let me give you my quick tidbit here on Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, how this, is, I think, is going to go. Okay. Um, well, Bryce Harper is represented by Scott Boris. I heard of him. Scott Boris, super agent, very talented guy. Mm-hmm. I just call him the spider. Also can be considered a bit of a pain in the ass every now and then by some. But... Uh, I don't see a scenario where Rickon sits at the same table with the Scott Boris. Not doing no. I think they will sit at the same table, but I don't think that he will allow Harper to get signed before Machado. There's no way he's going to let Mach- like at some point where Harper gets this and then Machado tops him. I think he's going to want to see what Machado gets whenever that is. Try to build up, build up, build up, build up, and then he'll. I think. Then Harper will go. So if somebody offered Bryce Harper three hundred million, already uh, hold happened. On, hold on, yeah, yeah. let's say three fifty, three hundred fifty million dollars, uh-huh. thirty-five million a year. I still think he waits. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to do that. So, but I, 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 if I would bet a large sum of money, at least the three dollars in my wallet, that Machado signs first. You think that makes sense? Yeah. Where are we going with that three bucks? I, I think maybe we can go downstairs. Maybe take an Uber ride. Ooh, yeah. Get like six blocks. We can go to Fannie Mae a quarter and split a chocolate cherry. A half a cherry. That'd uh-huh. be amazing. All right. Uh, hey, uh, let's, let's. Wasn't that your first album? Half a cherry. Mm-hmm. Mm, I've never had an album, Harry. What? I, I haven't. I, I don't know. Not even on fan sided. <laughs> not, not even on fan sided. Hey. Uh, Let's uh, let's get you in the news, and then we'll talk to Ron Kittle coming up after four thirty seven twenty WGN seven twenty WGN White Sox Weekly till the top of the hour. Mark Harmon and Harry Tynowitz with you. What do you remember about the uh, eighty three White Sox there, Harry? The eighty three White Sox were awesome, Carm. It was a very exciting time to be a South Side fan. They had uh, the Bull. They had uh, Steve Kemp. They had Lamar, Dewey Hoyt, Britt Burns, Richard Dotson. Who was your favorite player? 42, Ron Kittle. I went to see the Sox play the Twins one night. Ron Kittle hit a ball so hard and so far, it didn't land on the roof. It went over the roof. In fact, you know how they track Santa Claus on Christmas Eve? They say Santa's now over Norway or Santa's now over Cherry Hill, New Jersey. They tracked Ron Kittle's ball for seven months. I don't think they ever actually found it. It was it was long gone. Uh, Ron Kittle, is that enough of a nice, solid <laughs> love fair? You know what? Hey, I needed a good giggle, and that was a good one. I appreciate that, though. <laughs> I, I am the uh, I'm in charge of giggles at WGN. Kitty, it's great to talk to you. 
uh, we're, we're here today to Trump for Harold Baines. Don't say Trump. Uh, my bad. I apologize. Uh, Harold is one of six players who is on the 10-man ballot. For the Baseball Hall of Fame today's game era committee, so this is there's this a new committee that is out there. You need to get 75 percent of the vote. There are six players and four manager and or owners. There's Baines, Albert Bell, of course, the former White Sox himself. We're not going to we're not going to talk about him though. Joey, uh, you've got George Steinbrenner, which to me absolutely belongs in the Hall of Fame. Come on, Lou Pinella, Davey Johnson, Charlie Manuel. And other former players, Lee Smith, Will Clark, Oral Hershiser, and Joe Carter, along with Harold Baines. Uh, Harold Baines, you, you know him fairly well, Kitty. He had an unbelievable 22-year career, 2,866 hits, uh, which if there wasn't a couple of strikes, he probably has over 3,000. Uh, but for whatever reason, he never garnered a lot of votes when he was on the original ballot. What, what, how do we get how do we get Harold in there? What would you say if somebody came up to you? Well, I, t- I tell you what. I mean, besides being a, a personal friend of his and a teammate, uh, the man is a class act, uh, well deserving of a Hall of Fame. Not, uh, I mean, definitely he should be there. I thought he should have been picked. Uh, was it two years ago or last year when they were doing another ballot such as that? And uh, you know what? He was he was like a a quiet, uh, quiet leader. He didn't say much. Everybody knew he didn't talk. I mean, I've known him since 78. He didn't talk then either. <laughs> but uh, he, he went out there and did his stuff daily. Uh, he was a weapon at home plate, and he just kept getting better and better. Uh, I, I've told him many times uh, he was only so many hits shy of uh, 3,000. I would give him my hits to make it 3,000. But that would probably only leave me with about seven hits. But uh <laughs> He's such a good friend and well-deserving uh, of it. And there's people in the Hall of Fame that I don't believe they should be in the Hall of Fame either, but I'm not going to sit there and elaborate on that. No, you can if you want. If you, I, I'm assuming we're talking, uh, we talking performance enhancement, or what are we talking? Well, you know, I'm talking a little bit of everything. Uh, it's, you know, there's stats in different positions out there. I mean, you got Billy Pierce. You know, uh, and Minnie Minoso, who have some wonderful numbers. Moose Gowan, who played. You know, I'm not picking on anybody who's in the Hall of Fame. It's a great honor. Uh, but, you know, when you're looking at day-to-day in and out, Will Clark was uh, very successful. Oral Hershiser, Lee Smith. I mean, those guys are the beast. Lee Smith would throw three, four innings uh, to get a save or maybe even take a loss. But, uh, you know, we're talking about HB, played a lot, a couple injuries, played on a few teams, uh just a key component of every team he's ever played on. So if you would take him out of the equation, all those teams would really do horrible. But with him, it's just an added uh, positive uh, player on the team, a, a great hitter. Lee Smith should be in the Hall of Fame just for the way he walked in from the bullpen. Lee Arthur Smith, he's awesome. Uh, that, yeah, that whole... you know what, he, he is. And I, I mean, I'm a friend of his, too, and I, big, big man. Uh, he did his job. But, you know, things have changed a lot out there, but uh, – you know, I'd like to see all the good guys who played hard uh, and are nice guys go to the Hall of Fame. And Harold's right up on the top of the list. You know, Harold Baines, you you had such a great offensive club in 83. And, and I'm not, you know, knocking anybody, but Harold was your best hitter. You you could argue that in the history of the White Sox, maybe the, the, the greatest, you know, um, Left-handed hitter of all time is Harold, and the greatest right-handed hitter of all time, if it's not you, is Frank. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, 
I, I, I thought, you know, every time when Harold would come to bat, it was a situation. Uh, you know, he never took a pitch. I think he walked like six times, and maybe five <laughs> of them were intentional. <laughs> but, you know, he was up there to hit the ball and hit it hard. You know, and I, I, I was through the minor leagues with him. And, you know, I saw his progression. You know, I saw him where they would hit him a 1,000 fly balls in the morning, and he'd catch five. And all of a sudden, he just kept getting better and better. But I tell you what, when you put a piece of wood in his hand, he was hitting the ball all over the place. Uh, and, and he learned, you know. And I wanted him up in a key situation. Uh, I would take him more than Frank Thomas in a key situation at home plate uh, during their playing days. That's how confidence he was and a good chance to drive in the ball. Tell, tell, elaborate on that. Why would you pick Harold over Frank? Uh, Frank was kind of a little bit uh, too selective on sometimes. You know, I was teammates with Frank, and, you know, there was a man at uh, – first and third situation and he's looking to take a walk and I used to yell at him all the time. I said, Frank, break a bat, hit the ball <laughs> the other way, get an RBI. We don't need you to walk. You know, that that's not going to win a ball game. And it, it, that's absolutely true. Everybody would say that, but, uh, you know, he had such a great high at, uh, eye at home plate. Uh, he was just so big. I think the umpires were scared of him. You know, I think that's <laughs> logically what was going on, but you know, Harold wasn't afraid to swing the bat and, uh, you know, early days he had a great arm in the outfield. He was a good outfielder, but you know, knee injuries kind of slowed him down a little bit. And uh, I don't know if I have to take a ballot in here. Uh, I'm picking Harold Baines and possibly Lee Smith for uh, a vote for the Hall of Fame. You know, Kitty. One way to look at this is that Jerry Reinsdorf retired Harold Baines's number while he was still active. He put three yeah. up on the wall at um, the yeah. cell. Well, I mean, that's pretty positive. I thought that was uh, a good excuse to, uh, you know, calm the fans down you know, after after getting rid of them. But, uh, you know, what? he is uh, he was traded three times, uh, just like me. We were both brought back three different times. Uh, Aaron's got a statue. I got like 20 of them around the ballpark, and all mine make us sound like flushing noises, you know, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, I'm I'm on the side of Harold Baines out there. Uh, he couldn't ask for a better person. I told him if he did get it, uh, he better not change because I'd be coming after him because a few guys have gotten to the Hall of Fame. They've let it go to their head. Uh, and, you know, they weren't friendly people to begin with, but uh, now they're even less friendly. Who are we referencing? You got a, you got how long is this show? <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, uh, Kitty, uh, Ron Kittle with us here on 720 WG. One more question on Harold. You know, he played about 60% of his time roughly at DH. Do you think that hurts him as far as people considering uh, him? You know, possibly. Uh, but, you know, injury took him to the, uh, to the DH spot out there. You know, like another candidate, Kirby Puckett, you know, they gave him a Hall of Fame nod. I mean, he played 10 years. You know, obviously he passed. Great guy. You know, fabulous, good guy. But what happened? He would have stunk the last, next 10 years of his life. You know, you're just giving him something because uh, you assume that he was going to do good out there. You know, impact players like that. But, uh, you know, anytime uh, anybody who ever played with Harold uh, loved him, would love to have him on his team uh, forever. Yeah, and Kirby Puckett, Pride of Triton College. Hey, Kitty, there's a story that I've heard for years that Bill Veck, when he was in Baltimore, found Harold Baines when Harold was playing, like, you know, with some friends and he hit a home run into his backyard or something like that. Is that, as far as you know, does that story have any merit? 
Well, I knew Bill Vick, uh, of what I was told and I've heard, is he was around that vicinity out there, and they talked to him. Uh, his friends saw Harold Baines play and said, this is a kid that's got some potential, and it was a young age. And, like, uh, like he was like 12 years old. Yeah, he was a young kid. I mean, everybody's, uh, you know, I'm sure the scouts down in He's, uh, you know, Dominican and Venezuela now are looking for kids at that, too. But, you know, Bill Beck always had a, a keen eye for somebody, and uh, the White Sox were lucky to have him for so long, for Harold Baines. Ron Kittle, great to hear from you. Great to talk to you. And anything special going on this winter you want to promote, get out there? Uh, you know, we got that trip coming up, Sox on the Beach, uh, December 9th to the 16th. That's kind of cool. Uh, got some great players going along. Uh, it'll be a great week. Uh Better than today, obviously, but uh, it'll be 82. Where, where's the trip to? Uh, Cancun. The Grand Mayan at Cancun. And, uh, there you go. Yeah. Right on a resort. You got Timmy Anderson, uh, Nomar Sanchez going, uh, Nikki Delmonico, and myself. We're going down there to have a great time and uh, talk some baseball and uh, smoke cigars and drink some Mai Tais. That, that sounds awful. Um, and and fans <laughs> fans get to hang out with you guys. I mean, it's a chance to, to you know, it's not like, hey, I, I bumped into Kittle or Yomer and they signed an autograph. They can hang out with you. Absolutely. You know, we're in there. I eat breakfast in shifts, like, three different <laughs> times, so I get to see everybody. I'm usually, I'm usually the first one in there uh, I'm setting up the coffee for somebody and uh, – you know, then we just lay out the pool. We got a couple scheduled uh, events that we do Q and A's and some contests. But uh, yeah, we're all on the same resort. You're going to see everybody throughout the whole week, and uh, it's, it's just a good time to uh, enjoy the weather before uh, and a vacation before Christmas. Ron Kittle, great to talk to you. Enjoy your vacation. We'll see you soon. All right, thanks, guys. Have a great night. All right, Ron, Ron Kittle. Thanks, Kitty. Terrific. Winning ugly. All right, quick time out. Let's get uh, let's get our guy Farmio Ed Farmer coming up here. Seven twenty WGN. Giving you up to date on the college football as well. Mm-hmm. Iowa forty nine, Illinois. Nothing. Zippo. Okay, seriously, it was a it was a little bit of a troll. It was a little bit of a troll. Huh. Illinois coming into Ryan Field next week. Uh, what are they going to be favored? How's the crowd? Oh, there's seven people there. They're still hanging around. Uh, seriously, John Holosek, who played at the University of Illinois, has been the top high school football coach since he got to Loyola. His team was not even expected to make it to the uh, playoffs. They they keep winning. They're playing for the state title next week. I don't know why they don't bring in a young coach like John Holosek to be the headmaster at Illinois. Lovey's got a better beard. Phenomenal beard, Lovey. Great beard, Lovey. 2019 premium seating is available for full or partial season packages. Each area is unique and allows you to enjoy high-end amenities and the best view in the ballpark. Call 312-674-1000 for more information. Pick 10 plans are now on sale. Get ready for the 2019 season with this flexible and affordable ticket plan. Pick your games, your opponents, your schedule, starting at just $129. Keith Folk was 29 Visit WhiteSacks.com to pick your plan today. We're trying to connect with Ed Farmer, which I'm thinking maybe we'll do that later in the program and just have a moment with Farmio since he's been... Battling the fires out in, in California. Oh, super scary situation. Yeah. 10,000 10, lost homes? Yeah, I, I'm not sure on the number. I just I know that the death toll is, what, in the 60s now? Is it 150,000? The death toll is, is awful. Yeah. I mean, I mean, oh. These are horrific fires that cannot be stopped. Worst fires ever out there. So 
uh, on a slightly lighter note, I went yesterday to a luncheon at for the Chicago Sports Alliance at the Blackhawks practice facility, MB Ice Arena. Mm-hmm. And this is a, the Chicago Sports Alliance was put together by Jerry Reinsdorf, and their goal is to help Chicago become safer, uh, reduce gun violence, help kids actually be able to go to school and not be afraid that they're going to get shot on the way, and also, maybe even most importantly, although all of it's super important, right, is to actually create jobs and pathways for young men and women to gain employment, get a paycheck, and have the life that they deserve, where if you don't grow up in Glencoe and you grow up on the west side or the south side, you actually have this uh, at least a remote level of chance to have success in life. So it's beautiful what they're doing. And Jerry was so impressive yesterday. Somebody made a comment, hey, it's really, really great that you're doing this. And his response was somewhere along the lines of, not really. We benefit so much from being in this city that it would be actually awful if we were not giving back. And then he started talking about it. And the number one thing that we can do is not write a check, but it's actually getting vocational skills for the youth in our city and creating pathways. That's the most important thing we can do, and it was just beautiful. Uh, that, that sounds uh, I really did not appreciate the Glencoe swipe that was part of your heartfelt uh, thought pattern there. But uh, Jerry Rice. You, you and me both came from mm-hmm. privilege. Yes. And it gave us a huge advantage in life. Oh, yeah. And we. So it's it's just not. How does a kid. I'm not. Listen, you wherever you come from, you can do it. I get. I'm not trying to, like, built it. I came from here. I can't do it. But, but it's true. It's just not a level playing field. Everybody knows that. Right, right. And, um, uh, you know. Uh, Christine, who is in charge of Christine O'Reilly, who's in charge of White Sox charities, the Sox go out of there. So when you give money to White Sox charities, when you do any event, when you buy like a jersey or go to one of their events, White Sox charities doesn't like funnel that move that money to the White Sox. They give it to all these different charities around Chicago. There's like dozens of charities that they give it to. They are very aware of how they benefit from Chicago. And, yeah, he gave us, you know, he gave us um, the 2005 World Series. He gave us six Michael Jordan championships. But he also understands. He also, he also by the way, my, my, my Reinstorf point, he's funny. People was, don't realize how funny that dude is. He, he was funny yesterday. He made a couple of quips about, you guys are out. Somebody said something like, you guys are out in front of the public. Like, yeah, it's not that great sometimes. <laughs> so... Uh, the White Sox newborn club is the perfect gift for the newest member of your family. The package includes a Southpaw onesie and hat, a White Sox bib, and a customized White Sox birth certificate. Purchase yours today at WhiteSox.com slash newborn. Will I be getting one of those for you in Chelsea anytime soon? Quick timeout, 720 WGN. And the wrap-up of White Sox Weekly is sponsored by C.J. Wilson, Mazda, and ZoomZoomNation.com, where they're always trying to make your car shopping fun. Thank you to Ron Kittle for joining us today. Thank you for calling in today. Great to have some White Sox conversation with you. And we will continue the beat after the news. Earl Bennett, former Bear receiver, is going to be in studio as we'll preview the Bears and the Vikings. The Steve Cochran Show celebrates the most valuable person on the planet weekday mornings at 720 on 720 WGN Chicago. Smart speaker users, just say play WGN Radio on TuneIn. News sponsored by White Pines Resort. 5 o'clock, here's Bob Gessler. It's overcast and 34 at O'Hare. Two-
Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 